Hey, hey, today my guest is David Elizondo, co-founder of First Light Whiskey. It's a coffee-infused whiskey, a local American whiskey made with organic agave and real coffee extract. I take my first shot on the air, too. Actually, one of each flavor. I thought it was going to be a Bailey's-type sweet-flavored liqueur drink, but it was whiskey. Delicious, smooth, coffee-infused whiskey. I'm not a big drinker, and it was great. It was the first time I ever considered a sipping drink. We go through the ideation process that came out of a class project. While David was a grad student at San Diego State, hand-mixing thousands of gallons to find the right flavor profile, then a release and distribution and marketing strategy. I'm serious when I say he is invested in this emotionally as well as financially and proud of his baby. Tune in to see if I can hold it together after two shots, which is a lot for me. And also, for a limited time, you can go to firstlightwhiskey.com and get 15% off and free shipping when you enter the promo code Tony on the mic. My first promo code. They say you always remember your first promo code. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this intoxicating episode of Tony on the mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. We blended every batch ourselves. Really? Yeah, so we were in there, I mean, hand-blending 50-gallon batches, um, taking it from there, filling bottles, labeling bottles, corking, sealing. Can I buy shares in this? It's a high minimum. How, how high? $250. $250? $250,000. <laughs> <laughs> who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling those shots a little bit. How's so it this, feel? If this, it feels good. <laughs> what if this goes off the rails? Story, story, that one was just sad. I'm not drunk, okay? I'm not drunk. <laughs> and the first time you say I'm not drunk, everybody assumes you're drunk. I think First Light, you know, to do the brand justice, it uh, earns its spot on every bar cart across the U.S. I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence, and this is Tony on the Mic. Today, my guest. Have you ever sat around and said, man, I could use a shot of whiskey. I could use a cup of coffee. What if I had some coffee-flavored whiskey? Your prayers have been answered. My man here, David Elizondo. Say hey to the folks, Dave. Hey, hey. Now, first things first, is Ryan going to be pissed? I looked at the website, and you are both listed as, like, co-founders. Oh, no, we're good. I okay. told him yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's soaked to listen in. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure, you know, don't want don't to start any internal feuds and everything. Appreciate you. So, you, um, before we get to your whiskey, and actually, we're going to have a Tony on the mic first. Almost two years doing this podcast, I'm going to take a a sip of alcohol on the show and see how see how this comes out. Now, people, of course, when I told them I was going to do this, they're like, you should take a shot like every 10 minutes or do it. And I'm like, no, because I don't want to be swooning and slurring and passing out by the end of the show. But I definitely want to get a, fa a taste for your whiskey. Hey, before we get started, uh, plug your socials. What do you have on social media? Are you website, uh, Instagram, the TikToks? What do you got? Yeah, check out our website, firstlightwhiskey.com, and uh, our social at firstlightwhiskey. Okay. You can find us on Instagram there, and uh, we're also available to buy online. So okay, so you can get now, a bottle ship your door. Out, uh, out of state? Can you, you can. Cross state yeah, you we're can? shipping to about 40 states at this point. Wow, look at you. So you were born here in San Diego, went to Patrick Henry High School. Yes, right? sir. And what'd you do there? What was your... I played golf in high school, did a lot of snowboarding uh, whenever I could during uh, the season. Yeah, and it says you had a snowboarding accident in eighth grade. What happened? Yeah, I snapped my uh, humerus, like, upper Ooh. arm in half, uh, going off a jump in Mammoth in eighth grade spring, spring wow. break, first day. is like... Oh, that sucks. First yeah, day. Yeah, first day out. It was a short one. Oh, brutal. But, yeah, I was Everything... back on back on the slopes next season, but okay. the recovery was like a year. Physical oh, wow. therapy, like nerve wow. damage, the whole night. Wow, you good now? I mean, like, it's like ninety percent, ninety five percent, but okay. totally usable, full okay. functionality. Just like you know, what what do you notice lacking? Do you have any like? Is it residual pain or weakness it's every like now mobility. and then? Or mo mobility. Yeah, mobility okay. and like some light nerve pain. If I'm like sleeping in the wrong position, my Ooh. arm will go numb, but. You know, oh. it's like what doesn't kill us. Yes. Well, good news for you is when you're my age, everything goes numb at some point when you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep on your left, your arm, your hands go, you turn over and shake. 
So uh, you're getting a little uh, taste. It's all relative. Early taste. <laughs> what would you consider yourself? Were you a jock? Were you a nerd? Were you a quiet kid? Were you a class clown? What uh, what kind of kid were you in high school? And Ambi- uh, were you a dealer? Like, I mean, not like drug dealer, but you know, like a hustler trying to make a few bucks. I loved sports. I mean, golf. Uh, really, just enjoying free time with friends, riding skateboards, riding snowboards, going to the beach, surfing. Nice. So, um, so yeah. essentially, you lived in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Then uh, college, you decided to go to Arizona State. It's hot here sometimes, but it's freaking always hot there. Coming back like 115 in the fall, Ugh. it was like, it's a dry heat, though. That's it's what nice, they say. you know? <laughs> Some people pay extra for that. But it's like your car, though. You know, it sits there, and you get in your car, and it's like a giant microwave oven. It's honestly pretty comfortable, though. And like really? once you get through, like... September, October, it's like perfect. Oh wow! All right. Yeah. So like even like July and August. I was never there. there. I mean, oh, I would go oh, back for fall. Oh right. Come, right. come okay. back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now you're pretty young. How old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six. Where'd you think you'd be at twenty six when you were in high school? Did you have any any plans, any visions? High school. I. It was like when I transitioned from. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor, like my mom. Okay. And then uh, I did not like chemistry or biology, and <laughs> I was like, okay maybe lawyer because uh, that's like the other main profession that just you know people think of as have making money and I just realized getting into college that's like wasn't really what I was passionate about the and law. It's, like, it was all yeah, money it's like yeah I mean I don't want to do something I'm not really like excited to wake up for for money okay so then you get to college freshman in college bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in Arizona State what, what was your major uh, started out business law. Business law? Yep. Okay. So that was like the transition end of freshman year. I had changed it to business management. Okay. So you went for business management. And anything in mind or did you have a... Just really learning a little bit of everything at that point. Okay. Um, taking a lot of different classes, like a lot of prereqs in business. Okay. Um, always have been uh, kind of attracted to the idea of entrepreneurship okay but didn't quite know what the project would be or yeah where i was going to run with that until um, the very end of asu i took a class called innovation space okay i got to work on a year-long project for johnson and johnson oh wow and we made this thing it was an interdisciplinary team we got to like work with other students put together a prototype Got a little bit of funding from the school, so we got to actually like make stuff. Wow! It was like five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, just yeah. to like put some stuff a prototype, together. Sure. And uh, we made our engineer was spot on. I mean, I just was kind of learning and writing up a business proposal, but they were doing the hardware and they put together this like miniaturized Van de Graaff generator. No, no, no. I don't know what Van de Graaff is. It's this like the thing you touch <laughs> and your hair stands up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you attach it to your ankle, and. Uh, it provides a light, like electrostatic charge on your body, and it's uh, the idea was that mosquitoes can't land on you if you're electrostatically charged. So there's no way to get a mosquito bite. Does that work? I mean, it, I mean, it was prototype testing. I'm sure it would require a lot of clearance because, like, you're charging someone up for a yeah, super extended say- time. <laughs> but in theory, but it's there. I, I hate I hate mosquitoes. I would sign up. How cool is that? You know, to to just now, did somebody just have an idea? Or how did that, were so you assigned a project? Or did that you guys... was the beauty of this class. Like you go through the whole brainstorming process. You get a product or like a concept brief. Okay. From Johnson & Johnson, like from the supporter of the project. And Adidas also did it. So oh, three wow. teams were on Adidas, three teams were on J&J. Okay. They gave us a brief that was like help protect the skin from any like airborne vector okay anything that transmits disease all right and you can do a sunscreen or like some kind of bug spray or something you put on your skin or it was just wide open from right wow and somebody said hey let's try electricity yeah our engineer wow he's yeah got creative thought outside the box they design shoes or it was more sustainable solutions for their supply chain okay yeah so there was some shoe concepts um there was one uh, my buddies worked on, I think it was called Neurotact, and they um, did a helmet. It was like, it, sustainability was one of the briefs, and then there was like another one that was like protect, you know, athletes or something right, right. Um, in the, on the field. And they did a helmet that would register velocity with like 
hits in football. So you could tell like when wow. someone like took enough energy to like right. create a concussion right. okay. and pull them off the field. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing. It's amazing that people are working on stuff like this. And it's amazing. So It's inspiring, no doubt. It, it is, absolutely. And I got to tell you, folks, if you're listening, you've probably already heard me drop the nerd alert about three or four times because dude sounds like a nerd, but he looks like a skater punk. So uh, a <laughs> little bit of everything. A little bit, yeah, a little bit of mix. He sounds, sounds uh, like all these terms and everything. It's, it's a smart, smart kid. That's a co- and I mean kid. Don't don't take that the wrong way. But you're half my age, so I can <laughs> call you a kid. Love it. Okay. All right, so then after you, you, now did you graduate from Arizona State and then come? Yeah, I graduated from ASU. Uh, didn't know quite what I wanted to do at that point. Right. Um, started uh, the MBA program right after at San Diego State. Okay. So go came Aztecs. back to San Diego, go Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then first semester of that program, stumbled upon the idea for First Light. Nice. We're going we're gonna to hit that in a minute. Uh, now, when did you meet your wife? We met in high school. Okay. Cassidy and I, yeah. And, and we dated all through my time at ASU. And long distance? Long distance. Wow. Yeah. And it was a wild ride and a roller coaster, but I can imagine. you learn a lot. And it's nice. I was in Arizona, not on the East Coast. Yeah. So yeah. it's like five-hour drive, like easy weekend drive. You're back Do you guys see each out. other every other weekend? Pretty much every month? other weekend. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes more often. Sometimes less, right. you know, but yeah. like on average. She stuck with you through the commutes and the hard times and the struggling entrepreneur. And yeah, now you're, the, now you're in the growth. You're in the Forbes Fortune 500 mega. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it's it's good. And then, you know, when you meet somebody now, high school, it's it's kind of rare. I'm glad to see that working out, you know, because usually you grow so much and change over the next few years. And it's like, do you grow together, grow apart? Right. It's like a little bit of you're both. Growing. It's that ebb and flow. Yeah. I mean, there's hard days and there's amazing what she times. Do? She's working full time with us. Nice. Nice. Is that a problem? You guys see you get sick of each other? It's been a lot of growth. I mean, a lot of learning to work together, yeah. learning to differentiate that time of like work and business and it really never happens but you learn to like create space it's like we're always brainstorming new ideas we're always like talking about different things with each other just in like random moments all the time yeah no that's good that's great man you sound uh i'm gonna crack you though i'm gonna find i'm gonna poke some holes in this i mean you sound like you got it together but we're we're just getting started no i'm just kidding it's not that kind of show indeed Uh, let's see. You proposed at Disneyland. When did you propose? That was... And you were done with college at Arizona State, or... Just graduated okay. fall 2019. Okay. Oh. Fall 2019, right before the, COVID. Right, yeah, say. that was it. That yeah. was, we got it in. Like, it was cool, because it was all open. It was, like, old Disneyland. Wow, that's like, amazing. Like, no masks, yeah. That's amazing. Hopefully, it'll be back to that at some point. Um, hopefully, we get a handle on this thing, and... We get things back to normal. One day at a time. And then when did you tell me about the proposal? Did you like Space Mountain and she's screaming, ah, and you go, hey, marry me. We got super <laughs> lucky. Uh, my mom's friend is a member of this thing called Club 33. I've heard tale of Club 33. And we got to get a reservation through him. Okay. And we were sitting on the balcony and the whole staff was in on it and they had the ring and I had like a secret conversation with the server when Cassidy nice. went to the bathroom. It was really and he, just... did he bring the ring or did he? How did how did how did it go down? Come on, brag a little I bit. Mean, it sounds like a good plan. It was wild. This, I mean, they had it all set up. Like they handled everything with dessert. I was like, bring it out with dessert. Okay. You know? So they uh, wait for dessert. Everything's chill. I mean, Cassidy had no idea, and they open the doors, and this guy comes out with white gloves and lays down this plate, and it says. You know, uh, will you marry me on it? And I take the knee, and it's just the full beautiful stack. It was awesome. Beautiful. Did you cry? Yeah, okay, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, tear up. Yeah, yeah. My, my wife teared up when it's, I proposed. It's amazing. That sounds fantastic. Do you have other jobs? First jobs? What, what kind of jobs do you have before this? I did some Postmates. Okay. In college, nice. and then I charged bird scooters. Really? Yep. And uh, just like odd jobs. And yeah. then just like helping out wherever. You yeah. Know, Do you have a couple best bucks job, here worst and there. job? I mean, both of those jobs, I realized like how hard it is to make money, yes. especially with the gig economy. Yes. Like it's gnarly. It is. No, the gig economy, 
it was the most misrepresented economy in the history of economies. Yes. Because <laughs> it sounded great. Anybody could make money doing anything. You could drive, you could do this, you could do that. And then everybody found out how confining it was and how limited it actually was and how they're buying your time. Uh, now, the gig, the charging the scooters, that kind of... You drive around and pick them up in like a little flatbed truck or something. Yeah, or you gotta you gotta always do a late shift and an early shift because you gotta pick them up after like 10 p.m. Okay, and you find them out and about. They got all GPS tracks. Okay. So you pull up the app, find the scooters, put them in the car, bring them back, charge them up, and then you gotta put them out before like 7 a.m. Oh wow! The next morning. Now, did you have like designated spots to drop them off, or did they tell you where to drop they them? They tell or? you where to drop them. Okay. Yeah, cool. But it's kind of like Wild West how they did it. I mean, they just like did it and then like asked for forgiveness but i yeah. mean it's the nature of disruption yep it is it is now did you disrupt the whiskey business we'll see <laughs> all right that's a perfect lead out we're going to take a first break then we're going to get to know you a little bit better and talk about whiskey i'm going to take a first shot on the air we will be right back with my guest young budding entrepreneur david alizondo we are back with my guest, whiskey entrepreneur, David Elizondo. Ryan Espy's listening in at home. Too bad he could have been here. Who's who's cooler, you or him? Ryan, for sure. Oh, really? Should oh, I, yeah. Should I cancel stopping to get him on? His... Next time. Okay. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> wow, that's pretty, uh, pretty aware for you to go ahead and say that right off the top. You, you don't want to bust him up a little bit or... I mean, he's, we're all making it possible. It's amazing to just see like how a product or business is only as good as the people behind 100%. it. 100%. 100%. We're blessed to have a great team. What are, what are the other... So like, do you have a title? What's your title? I mean, founder. Okay. We're like co-CEO, essentially. Okay. And same with him? Yeah. Founder, co-CEO. Yeah, same with Cassidy. All right. Oh, well, it's three ways. So you control two-thirds of the votes, really. I mean, your wife, right? No, the voting no, isn't just... like that, but... <laughs> That's it's old, family business. That's old school thinking. That's old control boardroom voting thinking. And uh, you guys are young and disruptors. You're going to disrupt this business. So you took a class at San Diego State. And they said, create a product. Or What were the parameters of this project? Yeah, you had to come up with a business concept and lay out how you were going to market it. Bring it to market. Okay, and this marketing class, and it could be, you know, widget is a term they throw out a lot. Like, anything. anything like there was like a dog grooming, mobile dog grooming. Okay, um, there was uh, like a hydro flask style bottle mm. that like uh, measures how much you're drinking. Okay, yeah, right. and a few other things like and, that. Anything. And then you guys, you know, how many was it? Just you, or how many people were in your group? Me and a girl named Jessica and a guy named Andrew. Okay, and they said, let's make whiskey. Nah, it was, <laughs> uh, we sat down, it was, it's just like the ideation process and the development. Yeah, so I remember we were sitting down uh, in the, uh, like, MU kind of area of San Diego State, like MU. the main, it's like the Memorial Union, that's okay. what they call okay. it, Arizona MU. State, right. but yeah, like the main okay. center okay. where all the restaurants are. Okay. And uh, it's like, what are we going to do for the project? Uh, we were kicking around ideas. I don't know why, honestly, I threw out Craft Spirits brand. Hmm. Yeah, and local Craft Spirits brand. And, and they're like, said, all right. And you said, let's it. make local spirits. At this point, you didn't have any type of vision or anything. You said, we're going to make local, some sort of local spirit. Local craft spirits brand. Okay. Okay. Then then what happened? Then uh, the semester continues. We Everyone's like, okay, sounds fun. Okay. So we're working on it. At that same point, I'm surfing with my cousin, Ryan, yeah. and our other cousin, Adam, in Ocean Beach. Is Adam part of the business? Adam is not. He's a manager at In-N-Out. Loser, Adam. He needs to come join the business, man. Oh, Adam's dialed in. He's <laughs> He's got his own store. Check him out at National City In-N-Out. National City In-N-Out. Say hey. No, IB. He's an IB. Oh, IB. IB. Well, it's not, I don't know if it's open yet. It's the newest oh, In-N-Out oh, in the company. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you're going to make spirits. You're surfing with your, with your uh, dialed-in brother, the king of In-N-Out. And, and then what happened? And First Light is the... You know, first time listed on Surfline. Okay. Dot com. So, First Light, the name just, I kept seeing it. We're going out and I kept seeing it and I'm working on this project and it's like First Light uh, Coastal Spirits is the original name. Okay. And 
then like did you say at what point did you say whiskey and then at what point did you say coffee whiskey i mean at what how about did, a year later okay how did how did that happen what was the genesis of that yeah so after the class project ends uh the other people that worked on it are like we're finishing our mba like we're not gonna like get sidetracked on some random whiskey business right. thing now, had, which wasn't it was like the idea for it was started out with vodka it's the easiest okay. spirit to make okay so start as vodka yeah, so we're okay. thinking vodka. During that time, I'd connected with this guy, Bill Rogers, okay. who's the owner of Liberty Call. Okay. That's a distillery in Spring Valley. Okay. And we were talking with him about what it would take to produce this kind of product. Mm -hmm. and it's like, we don't have a distillery. Right. We're not thinking about, like, say, are we yeah. going to get the permits? Like, how are yeah. we going to make this? Yeah. So I go to Bill, and I'm like, can you make this product for us? Okay. Like, can we do like contract? Now, did you have a product in mind at that point, or were the you just, vodka. in general? Okay, the vodka. Just, just to get really to get numbers for the school project. Okay. Of like what it would actually cost to like make it. Okay. Um, so then, after that, I go back to Bill. Um, it's like probably January, February after the semester ends. So the first thing I do is like talk with Cassidy. I'm like, you know, what do you think about this? Like for some reason, the idea just really sticks in my mind. Okay. It, bur it burrowed in. It had a home. Yes. Okay. Yes. The seed like took root. All right. And she was supportive from day one. And she's like, this sounds interesting. And I didn't really have any work experience. I'd like been doing the gig economy right, right. and not like what seeing any future the there. She was helping her mom's home childcare. Oh, so she was kind of in the entrepreneur own business with her mom and everything. Yeah. So she kind of saw, okay, all right. I mean, she, like, understood, you know, what was required, and right. it's, like, always more than you expect, Way always takes longer more. than you expect, yep. always costs more. Right. And uh, it's, you know, in pursuit of the dream, it's believing in the process. Yeah. So you became an intern. Yeah. So after that, I talk with Bill. I'm like, I really want to actually try to do something with this. Okay. More than the class project. And... He says, um, you know, okay, like we can, we can make this product for you. And uh, at the same time, I reach out to Ryan because I don't have any marketing experience. I've got like the business background. So and did Ryan, Ryan have marketing? Ryan's been in marketing. He's been doing uh, like, yeah, advertising and digital marketing for like the past decade. And he's, his style and flow is dialed. I mean, that's why it's easy to say. Like he's, he's on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I reach out to Ryan and he's, I pitch him on the idea and he's like, let's do this. Nice. And it was cool. So, like, we got the whole, like, core team, you know, and we're all ready to make it happen. Yeah, but and at this point, you still just have an idea. Yeah, so then we go back to Bill, and we're like, okay, organic vodka, um, it's, like, a really niche market. Okay. And it's also very low differentiation. So, so there's so many vodka brands out there. Yes. It's like, how are you going to really stand out in a market when the product is meant to be tasteless and odorless? Right. Is it... <laughs> That's a good question. And especially because we didn't have any experience in the industry. So we're coming into this, I mean, cold yeah. from a class project. And then Ryan has marketing experience, but no right. spirits industry experience. Right. So um, we realize it has to be more differentiated for it to actually like have a chance. So then uh, at that point, it's like, what are we going to do? We're seeing the canned cocktails start yep. to come up. We're yep. like, oh, canned cocktails. So I talked to Bill. He introduces me to this other guy named Casey, and he's the founder of this other distillery called California Spirits Company. So I go intern for Casey because he's going to build out this canning line and, like, have all okay. the equipment to make these products that we're looking to manufacture. Now, were you considering canning line in your plan at that point, or were you still just on the vodka? So at that point, we realized the vodka wasn't going to be differentiated enough, and okay. we were like, okay, maybe canned cocktails. Okay. We see Cutwater starting to really gain traction. Right. And it's like, that's a cool concept. Okay. Something different. Uh, and then we start to work on cans, and uh, I, like, saw, like, I was interning there and working full-time, and I just saw, like, what goes into making a can and all the potential, like, uh, failure points and all of the extra considerations from, like, the seam, if the seam's not right, like, it's can, leaking. You mean can versus bottles? Yes, like okay. an aluminum can. can. Aluminum okay. can versus like a glass bottle right. with a cork. Yeah. So okay. we real and the minimum order quantities are so high. Of cans. Of cans, yeah. So okay. you gotta make like thousands of gallons and have thousands of cans, and then also the cans usually have a shelf life. Ah. So I it's did, like I did not if, know that. If you don't move that product in six months or twelve months, like you have to throw it away. With uh, distilled spirits, 
you have like if it's over 15 percent alcohol it's usually shelf stable indefinitely oh what percentage is this 33 is that strong i mean regular whiskey is like 40 okay this is like lighter than okay. your no you that's know, good traditional I'm, but I'm it'll get you there quick okay i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not a five percent beer okay all right sweet okay so you decided then cans are not practical now, it also, a note that, that got my attention was you said you were hands-on with every single batch since day one of, of your stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah. And blending, bottling, labeling, pallet stacking, the whole bit. Yes. So did you learn that as part of an internship? What, what is your... So when I was at Cal Spirits, we were like doing a lot of bottling runs for other brands. Uh-huh. So I was on the line, filling bottles, stacking okay. pallets, cleaning nice. equipment, just like learning the, the flow yeah. of the process. Dude, that's so important. It's yeah. so important. And so many people want to skip that step, you know? Critical, I, I think. I think yeah. it is too. I really do. I think that's, you know, and, and you're of the generation that doesn't want to work. You know, you're the lazy generation. That, that's what they say. We're products of our environment. Yeah. No, no. I'm just, I don't want to start a class. It's wild. <laughs> I'm just messing. But, uh, and I, I don't, you know, my feeling is that Adam and Eve told Cain and Abel they were slackers and their music sucked. You know, and it's been that way ever since, you know, my, my parents told me my music was terrible and my generation was lazy. And I, and I think that's lazy for generations to say that about the next generation, because every generation has go-getters, every generation has losers, every generation has lazy people, every generation has bad people. and The and, full spectrum. Yeah. And just this whole, and, but every generation, I think, innately is a little jealous of the younger generation, you know, because we look, I mean, we look at, at you and or you know and you'll look in the future at someone else and go you know holy crap you have holograms and teleportation that made you late you know or whatever it is <laughs> and it's just the way generations look but i'm i gotta say folks i believe and i've said this on other podcasts i believe we're in good hands i think the future's in good hands i think uh david and a lot of other people that i've talked to are 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 doing it right you guys are you know trying to be responsible and and go getting and growing and working hard and hustling and i think it's great now let me get off my soapbox. Get back to your, <laughs> back to your company and your growth. Um, what was the light bulb spark or whatever it was that said, "Whiskey, we're gonna make whiskey." So as I'm working at Cal Spirits, Ryan is like deep in the branding process at that point, and we're tasting different products all the time. We're like doing our taste testing, experimenting with right. different things. Products are coming through Cal Spirits. Concepts are coming through. We're like now. How do you do? You get? A, I mean, you're testing part products that are on the market. I mean, we're doing our own testing of just different ingredients. Like okay. we're sourcing like raw okay. materials from right. different like uh, you know. Yeah. See, this is completely foreign to me, so I'm gonna have to keep interrupting you to break it down so I can follow. Yeah. So I mean, you find like our spirit is made with like a whiskey and then we add coffee extract and organic agave nectar okay now agave that's part of tequila right so organic agave nectar it's like you can distill it and make tequila or you can have like agave uh nectar you know agave syrup okay it sweetens oh i've had that in a recipe before yeah Yeah, 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 so it's not like uh it's not adding alcohol Right. It's just adding sweetness, but it's a lot uh, more robust and complex than high fructose corn syrup or cane sugar syrup, which is the standard in the industry. Yeah. So, okay, now I don't want to geek out too much, but so I, I just imagine you guys going, is that a little more of this? You know, is yeah, that how it went? it's a little more of this, a little more of that. When we stumbled on the coffee flavor profile, uh-huh. it just seemed like something that was meant to be. It's like a match made in heaven. And we saw Screwball at that time, peanut butter whiskey exploding yeah. in San Diego and yeah. now nationwide and yeah. beyond the United States and just a case study in what's possible. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, we realized that flavored whiskey category was growing rapidly and there's a lot of coffee drinkers out yeah. there. Coffee is yeah. a really popular flavor and there's the Irish coffee and you have like your classic cocktails made with coffee. So yeah. like the coffee whiskey, oh, once, once we tried it, it was just an intuitive next step. Like let's put these ingredients together, see what it tastes like. And uh, then once we tried it, we're like, okay, there's something here. Okay. Is this, is this a time to try it or should I try it in a little bit? I mean, you, you know, the you got to feel it as it develops. I'm thinking this might be a good window. I think this is probably the time. All right, we're going to do it. All right, looks like it is that time. A little behind the scenes. What you guys missed is 
I had to go get some shot glasses. I should have been prepared. We got two different kinds. And I just learned that you should have the shots of two different types of whiskey and two different shot glasses. I would have just put both in the same one. Um, it also dawned on me, I assume, that David would be having shots. And he says, well, I kind of had shots a lot of this over the years. And I, you know, <laughs> so he's going to leave it to me. And Shanna has entered the room with our beast, Duke. And we're going to take some shots of whiskey on the air. Pass the whiskey. Uh, let's see. So do you have a recommended preference? Which one we should go first? I would say start with the original and then have some water in between and try the dark. Okay, cleanse the palate. Yes. Now, is it cork or is it... Yeah, cork. Okay. Crack on seal. Like for the Like for the There's whiskey in the Smells pretty good. Here, honey, put, give me a glass. Give me a shot. Oh, you want to smell it? Smell it. smell it. It does smell good. It smells actually really good. All right. What's that? I don't want to close that. A little more. A little more. Is that good? Okay. <laughs> 33%. You're good. Okay. 30, we're gonna have, and you're going to have a whole another shot because there's two different kinds. Okay. So we're about to do two shots. All right. The first... The original coffee whiskey, smelling it, it smells really good. <laughs> and you can smell the coffee, and you can smell the whiskey. You ready, honey? Is there something, is it, you guys have a, a chant or anything you guys say? Salute. Salute. All right, here we go. That's really good. That's really good. Oh, Shanna was going through a little taste test and savoring. I'm not that sophisticated. I just put it down. That's good. That's honestly, and now, you don't know me, but I would absolutely say, <laughs> and people know on the air, I've said that this is garbage, or meh, you know, it but is it's what really it is. good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't drink that much, so for me to like it is, I got a new, well, I'm not sure yet, I might have a new drink. Okay, so now I'm supposed to drink some water. You gotta try the dark. Yep, yes, gotta try the dark. Water. All right. Well, the first original coffee whiskey was delicious. Now we're cracking open the dark. I did that by the mic. Settle down, honey. Dang, Shannon's like poking his shot glass in my face, and let's get this going. She knows it's good. Uh, yeah. All right. So this is now we've. Just so you know, we got different shot glasses, and we drank some water in between to cleanse the palate a little bit. And I'm going to try and describe the difference. Is that good? One more. Is that good? Okay. <laughs> she's, she's first. Uh, no, I don't want very much. To, yeah. Okay, okay, come on. No, hey, come on. No. Come on now. Let's go. Okay. All right. I got it. All right, so this is tell me what I'm tell me what I'm drinking and what's the difference in construction. So dark roast, a little more robust. And you get little hints of roasted chocolate on the finish. You get that same kind of coffee uh, base, but it's a little more depth and complexity. Oh, okay. I can smell. I can smell more chocolate. <clears throat> okay, ready? Salud. Oh wait. Ready? Salute. That's good too. That's really good. <laughs> Love it. I have to tell you folks, clearly my favorite part of this podcast and this adventure was a look on David's face as we drank it and liked it and bragged about it a little bit. And you could just see on his face the pride of the hours that he spent cultivating the recipe and putting this whole thing together. It honestly was like looking at a father of a newborn kid. He was just grinning and happy and just content and uh, made me feel good. Good, good work, David. It is smooth. Wow. Super smooth, yeah. I mean, I have never, ever, yeah, I was going to say, I've never, ever considered ever, like a sip, I've tried. I've like poured sipping whiskeys and different things, and I was like, Ugh, you know, and I'll mix it with something. I could see, I could see sipping this. I could see putting this, you know, in a glass. A little on the rocks after dinner. Yes. And then brunch 100%. cocktails too. It's like 
both Dang. both ends of the spectrum. Mix it with coffee, have it straight up. Espresso martini. Make, uh, what's it? What's the alcohol that you like that tastes like Bailey's? Like we mix it with the Bailey's. Definitely, that yeah, would be the uh, coffee old fashioned is a fan oh, favorite okay. as well. Yeah, we do a really nice one. It's uh, dark roast oat milk and cold brew. Okay, and you can do that. Yeah, with or without a little dusting of cinnamon on top. Super Dude. bomb. Now, you have all these recipes on your website? They're on the site, yeah. Firstlightwhiskey.com. Okay, people, I'm not kidding. Um, Anybody who personally knows me knows that I drink fairly rarely, and when we do shots, I'm in in a band we play, and and we do a shot beforehand, and people are always like, what do you want, what do you want? And and I don't care. I usually don't care, whatever it is. And I'm like, don't waste anything good, you know, (laughs) on me. Don't waste anything good. And And you usually make... Yeah, and I would, I would, yeah. I would, I will be drinking this. Yeah. Yeah. So you go too. Yeah, no, that's my. This is my new thing. Now, how much, how much can I buy this for on the on the website? How much does it go for? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Twenty nine ninety nine. You buy two bottles, free shipping to your door in forty states. Hold up! Wait a minute. I've just got my first podcast discount code. That's right. Go to firstlightwhiskey.com and you can get. 15% off if you enter the promo code Tony on the mic. Limited time offer. So go ahead and make that order quick. 15% off and free shipping. Two bottles anywhere in the United States. Almost anywhere if you live in a state that doesn't get it. Sorry, and I don't know about international. But 15% off. Tony on the mic. Check it out. One word. Wow. So we are uh, drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I honestly am amazed at how smooth and how good this is i'm not i'm not kidding i'm not and again those of you who know me he's mark chin's nephew-in-law now has now has mark had this i don't know know. i don't know i think so mark if you haven't don't drink mark came over and killed the bottle at my house during one poker game i'm still not completely happy with him what's that one poker poker game (laughs) yeah i gotta i lock my booze up when mark comes over (laughs) But uh, Mark, you got to get some of this stuff, man. This is some good stuff. All right. So how now you've you've decided that you're gonna make this product, this coffee coffee whiskey. You've taste tested. You've added different things. You've created the recipe that you're comfortable with. How many varieties are there? Uh, just the original and dark roast. Okay, so you had two two varieties and which... dialing it in took a while though. There were so many concepts and iterations before we got to these two. Do you have plans for any any more flavors? Are you gonna try some new stuff? We got some exciting stuff in the pipeline. Nice. Not quite ready to discuss it yet. Okay. All right. Just know that more stuff's coming. But honestly, if you like whiskey or you like coffee or both, buy this stuff. I'm not kidding. This is good stuff. All right. So you were founded in 2019. Now, did you file a patent business? How did the whole becoming a business take place? Yeah. So the initial LLC structure, I had no idea. You know, right. I was just stepping into it, did it through legal zoom. Okay. Uh, and then now we have like a proper legal team. <laughs> Intricacies of like who's on the cap table, like how the company structure works, right. like having the designated number of shares. Can I buy buffer. can I buy shares in this? It's a high minimum. How how high? Two fifty. Two hundred and fifty dollars? Two hundred and fifty grand. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred fifty. I guess I can swing that. <laughs> two hundred fifty thousand dollars. If you have two hundred fifty thousand, you should invest because I got a good feeling about this. Okay, then go on. You, you hired your, your legal team. And... Yeah. So we filed uh, all the trademarks. The intellectual property is really like the bulk of the value okay. in this kind of industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have like eight trademarks at this point. The name First Light. Uh, celebrate your adventure okay. is like our core. Embrace right. the unknown. Uh, quality with purpose, drink, coffee, whiskey, uh, and a few others. Yeah. Now, is the recipe itself, like, is it KFC's 11 Secret Herbs and Spices? Yeah, I mean, secret recipe. Is that, it's, I mean, got, it's got agave, uh, corn whiskey, and coffee extract, but okay. the, the blend right, is, right, right. is the, blend the is everything. trade secret. Really? So, so if I went and got some agave, some uh, corn whiskey... And what was the other thing? See what you can do. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. <laughs> I'll take that challenge. Never will I ever 
take that challenge. <laughs> so this is a true grassroots thing. It's growing out. You said you uh, grew mostly from your fans, local fans and production partners. Yeah, it's been Cassidy and I, boots on the ground, walking from door to door, um, just going to all the local community spots, like uh -huh. local uh, grocery stores, liquor stores, bars and restaurants. Uh, when we really... Um, finished the prototyping had the product got everything together supply chain wise to like put something in a bottle put a label on it get all the final approval bring it to market it was right in the middle of covid Ugh. so <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a uh, winter 2020 okay. like fall fall winter right. 2020 and all the bars and restaurants were shutting down okay now there is there any regulatory like you this could be rat poison and ajax I mean, who... Does it has to be produced through a licensed distillery. Okay, okay. So we partnered with San Diego Distillery in Spring Valley. Okay. Uh, and paid them per bottle and went in there and did all the production ourselves. Right. Now, with, you didn't give them your recipe, did you? With help from their team. We blended every batch ourselves. Really? Yeah. So we were in there, I mean, hand blending 50-gallon batches, um, taking it from there, filling bottles, labeling okay. bottles, corking, sealing. I need a picture of a 50-gallon. taping boxes, stacking gallon batch. I need a picture. Yeah, we got a picture, I think, on our Instagram, hand okay. mixing a 50-gallon drum. All right. Make sure, make sure I get that picture so I can share because that's crazy. 50 gallons of whiskey? That's bananas. Okay. Now we're doing 500s. 500 gallon? Yeah, I need a picture of that. <laughs> it's a, yeah, the ta you look up at the tank like that. 500, that's like a hot tub. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, hot tubs are hot tubs are like <laughs> five to 600 gallons. So it's a hot tub full of whiskey. It's big, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing compared to the big players, though. Oh, really? I mean, 5,000 gallon, 10,000 gallon tanks, like... What? Whole nother ball game. I'm learning so much. I had no idea. Are you drunk? Channel? No. No? Want another shot? See if we can get you there? No, just <laughs> my wife's not drunk yet. It is my Saturday. It is your Saturday. You're off tomorrow. What's your projected growth? What's your plan? Your growth plan? What do you how do you foresee this thing going forward? So we just partnered with a new distributor okay. uh, called RNDC, Republic National Distributing. Okay. And they're one of the biggest distributors in the U.S., so super grateful for the partnership. And it puts us on the same order form as, like, all the big products. So usually, is, like, an account is already working with RNDC, and uh, we're just on that same form. So it's really easy to onboard versus, uh, before that, it was all self-distribution. I'm using uh, our friend's license. So we were using his distribution license, but okay. doing the deliveries ourselves. So you go into the, an Albertsons. And you go to the manager and you say... Well, those kind of chains, it's like you have to go through corporate. There's all okay. this additional layers to it. But if you go to like a corner liquor store or okay. grocery uh, store, or like specialty grocery... Severin liquor and deli. Ask for it. Every Anyone listening, ask for First Light Coffee Whiskey. Okay. At your local, your favorite local store. Yeah, and, and but just, that's, you walk in and you say... They can order hey. it through R&DC. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. So... Now, promotions, what do what you see in the way of promotion going forward? So we're doing some music festival sponsorships. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, we've got an, a 4th of July event we're sponsoring, um, just like sure. two days from now. And yeah. then we're doing Clint Black in San Juan Capistrano, uh, July 10th. Wow. That'll be a fun one. Heck and yeah. then uh, we're going to do Boots in the Park at San Diego Waterfront on September 10th. Uh, we're going to do the San Diego Spirits Festival. In September, San Diego Zoo does like their annual fundraiser, like food, wine, and brew you celebration. Have booze at the zoo? Uh, yeah, they have a full full. They license. should call it booze at the zoo. It's one day, one day a year, like th this event happens. Okay. And we did it last year, and it was awesome. It's I not, highly they, recommend getting tickets. They sell out really early. Okay. And they're a hundred bucks. Okay. But totally worth it. Hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> <just, 100> <laughs> not this time. Okay, I was gonna say because you've you've hurt me before. With <laughs> two fifty. That um. All right, I'm playing at the House of Blues on July 31st. So you want to sponsor me? Maybe. All right. What can I wear? Uh, how how? Honestly, I know the the guy who's doing the. Dude, this might be something. Let's talk afterwards. Cool. Yeah. So my next band gig is going to be sponsored by uh, First Light. That's going to be pretty cool. Who does your website design? 
Ryan and our designer Bryson, they they do it an awesome job. Yeah, website fantastic. Yeah. Not definitely not me. Website <laughs> that's me <laughs> with my website. Ew. I I do the like when we're done, I will pull this episode and put it on my website, but I'm I'm woefully lacking in, in that technical aspect of everything. I have a I have a web guy who who set everything up originally, then I can edit it, and then when I get stuck, he edits it. Now, what's to keep someone from saying, listen to this podcast, and going, coffee, whiskey, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I mean, the real value here isn't coffee, whiskey. I mean, like, Screwball, there's like seven or eight peanut butter whiskeys now. Yeah. But it's the IP, and it's the name, and the story. Yeah. yeah. The authentic grassroots story of yeah. how it came into being. Yeah, no, that's a great story. And Screwball, I don't know anything about how Screwball came, but pe- peanut butter whiskey is... Steve and Brittany, husband and wife, uh, at Obi Noodle House. They were the owners of Obi Noodle House, and they were serving a peanut butter whiskey shot there. So they already had their like, R&D market testing. Right. They knew there was demand, and uh, they formulated it into a scalable product. And Wow. That's funny. When we were in Oregon, guys like, want a peanut butter whiskey shot? And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, peanut butter whiskey. I'm like, this is a couple years ago. And I was Screwball. like, I've never heard of that. And he goes, yeah. And, and I was like, hey, it's pretty good. Yeah, so. they did They did a great job. And it is inspiring to see, you see know, them. Now, do the you, growth. And... Do, you, do you see the, yourselves in their footsteps? Like, are you kind of following their growth plan? or We'll see. I mean, it's, uh, you know, out of San Diego, it's, it's a story that resonates. And I think that's what people are looking for at the end of the day. I hope so. I hope so. You also say you're part of the uh, 1%. One percent for the planet. Yeah, that's like a core aspect of the First Light brand. Okay. And uh, what does that, that mean in a in a? How so does that's that... founded by the uh, founder of Patagonia. Okay. It's a nonprofit uh, foundation, and you're committing to at least one percent of top line revenue, so not profit. Right. Um, going revenue. to environmental conservation uh, initiatives, and you can pick uh, individual partners like uh, locally where. Doing a lot of work with San Diego River Park Foundation and Surfrider. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I'm feeling those shots a little bit. So How's it this, feel? If this it feels good. <laughs> what if this goes <laughs> off the rails? You know why. <laughs> I've never I've never done a podcast with a little buzz before. <laughs> Matter of fact, I make a point not to do podcasts when I'm buzzed, but here we go. Uh, it's a whiskey podcast. This is where we are. What's what's your dream scenario? Five years from now, are you a household name competing with like Jack Daniels or whatever, and you have six different or ten different or a hundred different? What's your what's your plan down the road? What do you see? What's your ideal scenario? I think First Light, you know, to do the brand justice, it uh, earns its spot on every bar cart across the U.S. Okay, and eventually beyond. Not oh. Do you have anything overseas right now? I mean, we'll you, just see. I think it's natural, the natural growth. If people really enjoy a product, it's yeah. going to, it's going to, you know, grow to whatever, what's whatever your post, its containment is. Post COVID growth curve. Like what's your post COVID growth curve look like? Uh, we're doing better than we ever have. I mean, we're starting to see a lot of traction um, in like the bar restaurant mm-hmm. scene as, as more places come back online and start right, to hit their right, stride right. again. I mean, they've been down yeah, for a while. Yeah. And as things come back online, like when there's like capacity restrictions, it it hurts your ability to grow. And people are hesitant to bring on new products that they're unfamiliar with. Of course, yeah. If they're not doing really well already. And it's like, oh, we'll take a chance on that. But when it's, you know, tougher times, it's like you you tighten up. And you're like, we got, this works. But I don't know about that. I haven't heard of that. Right. No, that makes sense. I mean, it, it makes sense, but it's also kind of a cowardly approach to business. You know, it's a traditional traditional right. it's a traditional yeah. approach yeah and yeah it's, yeah and ripe for disruption and we actually yeah. are uh gonna be on menu at every breakfast republic oh okay uh on july 12th so that's you, the exclusive for your podcast there you go there you go yeah Don't. ask for it at breakfast republic nice and tell them tony saying it tony on the mic i heard about it on tony on the mic all right we got one more little segment we're just going to talk about some fun stuff talk get to know you a little bit you're uh picadillos and habits and stuff like that and then we ask the electric chair question so hope you're prepared hope you got some answers ready for that we will be back shortly and hopefully i won't be any more drunk than i am right now david elizondo and first light whiskey
Cheers. We are back without Duke and Shanna. They took uh, this opportunity to head on out. So we're going to get back to the story. We're going to learn a little bit more about David. Then we're going to put him in the electric chair. See how he fares compared to other people. So what do you like? You like surfing? You like skateboarding, apparently? You like that, Snowboarding. That snowboarding. Yeah, board so sports. Board sports. The, the love. is uh, So what, when you're not board sporting, see, I just the thing I made, is that a term? Board sporting? I don't know. Yeah, if it's not, it will be. It's gonna yeah, catch on. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna pull in our flag on that. What uh, what do you like to do to unwind? What do you like to do when you're at home? Uh, we have this really nice garden at Cassidy's, and I've actually been getting into gardening. Really? What yeah. are you What are you growing? Uh, we just dug some holes in the back. We're gonna plant six fruit trees. We currently have like a nice apple tree, um, plum, blueberry, kale. Wait, blueberry's a tree? Blueberries are on the bush. Okay. No, I mean, like, we're going to plant those six fruit trees. Okay. But what we currently have okay. is, like, yeah, we got the apples that are, like, ripe right now. They're amazing. I want some. I, may, I might be able to get you one. They're one? Like, they're light, man. It's like the, the tree isn't that big okay. yet, so it's like All it puts right. out a couple really no, no, nice don't ones. Don't worry about it. No, keep, I got you. I got you on but, one. But I'm saying. <laughs> we got a lemon tree that's just, like, constantly putting out, like, endless lemons. Yeah, see, I'm, crazy. I'm on a, I'm a pool Oranges, route. Oranges, too. A lot of my people have fruit avocado lemon grapefruit avocado yeah yeah and you know and they're because a lot of times you just get overwhelmed yeah and it's like hey throw them in a bag i'll pick them up anytime when you i know? was a kid i had this plum tree in the backyard that produced tons of plums exactly yeah. like that and instead of the lemonade stand we'd have the plum stand oh, out front and uh -huh. people loved them like people would come back the next year be like you got those got plums, plums? Like, <laughs> it was nice. like the homegrown like yeah it's just there's, there's nothing like it no there's something visceral about pulling a piece of fruit off of a tree and eating it you know it's it's you know, I like I like fruit, I like vegetables, I like food, but I like fruit and vegetables. And getting it from a stand, I, and my order is plucking it from a tree or having someone pluck it and give it to you. Getting it from a stand and then buying it from the grocery store is last. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you need bananas and apples or whatever, so you go to the grocery store. But there's just something. I have one customer in particular that has an orange tree, and I've... And it's actually not an orange. It's tan, tangerine. It's a tangerine orange. Isn't there like a tangelo or something like that? Mm-hmm. And they're so good. I'll pick five or six at a time, and I'll eat them, you know, on the day. And there's just something viscerally satisfying about plucking a fruit off a tree and eating it. There's nothing like it. Yeah. It's that pure connection. Yeah, to Earth and yes, to the, the yeah, oneness, Mother Nature. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, and it's, yeah. So any, and everything tastes better, you know. Oh, <laughs> even if it's just. Totally. psychosomatic you know even if you're just making that connection you're i mean it's got that it's connected to the life support system yes and you're taking it off and just having it immediately and it's yes. it's going to inherently degrade right. every minute it's off the right. tree it's not going to be it, quite the same and not processed not you know treated yeah no it's definitely the way to go so um i'll be looking for the next 10 years for you know bounty off your tree We'll get this. <laughs> we'll get this coffee business, coffee whiskey business, up and growing. A little and barter action. Yep. There we go. We'll work, <laughs> something, we'll work something out. Yep. Uh, what about music? What kind of music do you like? Um, it's been so diverse over the years. Right mm -hmm. now, a lot of jazz. Okay. We're listening to a lot of jazz, and then uh, this artist Lord is fantastic. L O R D E. She did. She had her death song uh, Royals. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. That's like hit. the pop hit. Right, like, right, right. Like look into her albums. Okay. And it's it's powerful wow. and uh, inspiring. I'll check it out for sure. And I like. I, like, I don't a get lot of reggae dive, as well. I don't like to dive, dive. I don't get a chance. And I'm when you get older, your brain only has so much space for like music. Bandwidth, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, so I have all the music from my youth, all my. Prince and Earth, Wind and Fire and Jackson Five and like Led Zeppelin, know, Rolling Stone, Zeppelin, Eagles Stone, too. Eagles, I mean, Beatles, it's right? Exactly. Yeah. And all that stuff yeah. is is already got home, so it's tough to wedge some new stuff in there. But I will absolutely give Lord a listen because I like. I've heard maybe three or four of her songs. The hits, you know, they play on the radio, and I like them all. So I'll definitely check out some more of her stuff. Awesome. I like her style. Uh, let's see. What kind of food do you like? What's your favorite foods? A lot of pasta. Uh, so my wife and I uh, actually have been vegan for oh. about 10 months okay. now, and it's been fantastic. Like no. that first month is was difficult, and it was like it's challenging to establish a new routine. Vegan, vegan. Yeah, like okay. no animal products. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, been 
really worthwhile, I think, to, like, my mental and physical health. Okay. Like, uh, stamina-wise. Like, I measure my, like, cardio health by skating around the neighborhood. And, like, okay. as easy as it is to pedal up the big hill. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, if you're if you're good, like, it's easy to pedal. If right. you're not, like, it's hard right. to pedal up that right. hill. <laughs> That's yeah. all. I used to skateboard back in the 80s and when they were first coming out. And I remember the difference between then and now is, like, we'd have a skate park. And if you got three wheels out of the bowl... You know, you're a stud. You're doing it. Right. And yeah. now it's like, you know, every... You're like 10 foot out, right. out the bowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, so, but that was the big thing is we would always try and scheme of a way to get a ride or to get towed up the hill or to, you know, find a way to get yeah, up the hill. That's like the path of least resistance. But like what I've learned, that's what was always my go-to. But now it's like, it's so worthwhile to pedal up. Because yeah. it helps your, like, endurance and stamina. And then it helps you, like, be more stable on the way down if you okay. have to pedal up yourself. Yeah. No, and... It's wild. It's right. But here's a little role reversal because you're supposed to be the lazy generation and I'm supposed to be the hardworking baby boomers. I'm taking a tram every time. Snowboarding is, like, the treat. <laughs> Snowboarding is, is, like, the dessert. Because you just, like, get on the chairlift and it Lift, just yeah. takes you up and you're just riding and it's, like, effortless. Yeah. And super fun. But yeah, skating is, like... Just learning how to appreciate pedaling up the hill as much as riding down. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's a mental... I interviewed a guy on my mm, four or five episodes ago, Jerome Gross, and he's very... Uh, he's a guru and mind over matter. He went to India like five times and studied at the, at the feet of Sai Baba, which is his, his uh, guru. And he does energy healing and intuitive stuff. And really, really interesting guy. Cool guy. And I, I'd never, I didn't know him. I just met him. And he puts you in that mindset of you know you you decide what you're going to do and if you're going to skate down a hill you have to pedal up the hill if you want you know and everything is like a yin yang mm, balancing yes, balance. chi. yeah yeah really really good guy you should check him out too by the way if you're if that at all interests you because he's besides the podcast which oh by the way like it subscribe all that stuff even if you're never listening in, i don't care i just need the subscriptions <laughs> gotcha. but, but uh but check out his episode because that really puts you in touch what about vegan treats? What do you got? Do you get? Do you, are you allowed to have chips? Are you like allowed to have everything. candy? Yeah, chips. You can't um, have ice cream though, or you have soy cream, I guess. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a lot of oat milk ice okay. cream. Like right. we got this ice cream maker from my aunt for our wedding. Nice. And uh, it was like, um, it's like one of those. It's like you put the bowl in the freezer and then you put it on the thing and it spins around. Yeah. And you do the oat milk base, and we've been doing like oat milk and uh, cocoa powder or. Uh, like banana and it's bomb. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now do you play around with the flavors, like do a little strawberry banana. Oh yeah, I mean Cassidy really handles it. Oh. I mean, like you know she's like way more dialed in with. All right, so my next and, episode, like, I gotta have uh, Cassidy and Ryan on. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> a little teaser. Yeah, there you go. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Okay, and last but not least, you have committed a capital crime. You are being sentenced to death in the electric chair. You have one movie to watch. You have one meal to eat while you watch that movie. And you have one song to play you out into the abyss. First, what's your movie? Movie is Art of Flight. It's like what made me fall in love with snowboarding. Really? Art of Flight? Art of Flight. Check it out. It's super worthwhile okay and then why you sit down and watch that what are you gonna eat oh you're gonna eat something vegan though so angel hair pasta with cassidy's homemade herbed rolls is like no question okay that's it any what are you gonna drink a little little, little coffee whiskey right of course <laughs> any dessert uh, a little, little more coffee whiskey okay <laughs> Okay, then uh, let's see your song that you're going to plug into your head. It's not, I always tell people it's the electric chair because it sounds cooler as a question, but it's actually kind of lethal injection at the risk of getting more of it, you know, because you just get the shot and you fade off. So what's going to be your song as you fade off? It's uh, Stir It Up by Bob Marley. Oh, all right. That was uh, our first dance song at the wedding. At the and wedding? we always play Stir It Up when we're mixing the batches. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's, that is fantastic. I really, really appreciate it. I am. Uh, I hope you intended for me to keep these bottles because I'm. I'm kind of gonna. All yours. Okay. Because <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's the first alcohol 
The last, are you ready for this? The last alcohol I got excited about was when I discovered peach schnapps in like 88. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, this is my thing. And you mix it with orange juice or peach juice or different things. And uh, But now I'm, and I'm, again, you don't know me, but people who know me know I'm not the guy who's going to say this is really good if it's not good. So it's, it's a whole new world. It's it Firstlightwhiskey.com. Yeah. <laughs> and that was going to be my next thing is let's pump your socials one more time. Your website is firstlightwhiskey. Firstlightwhiskey.com and uh, Instagram at firstlightwhiskey. At firstlightwhiskey. Okay, you're going to see that. I'm going to link it. I'm going to link the episode. And I'll let you know when this one is done. And, and, and I appreciate you getting me slightly buzzed for the first time ever on a podcast. I hope uh, when I listen to this, it's not an embarrassment. I hope I, I feel like I did. Okay. All right. I'm Nailed getting a it. thumbs up. All right. Because <laughs> you know, I'm not drunk. Okay. I'm not drunk. <laughs> and the first time you say I'm not drunk, everybody assumes you're drunk. So I'm, but I'm not drunk. I'm really not drunk. Hopefully that shows. All right, David, thank you. Say goodnight to the folks. Cheers, everyone. And we will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for say, stopping by. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa, outro, 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 outro. That is going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Please subscribe, like, comment, and support the show at Tony on the Mic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the TikTok. All of these platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also support the show on our Patreon page and contact Tony on the Mic at TonyOnTheMic.com for sponsorship opportunities and content suggestions. I want to thank my sponsors and the support side, including associate producer Gary Lawrence. Hey, Gary. You got about two more episodes to book another guest. Or are you going to lose that associate producer title? Uh, the good news is if you do book a guest in the next two or three episodes, I'm going to move you up to executive producer. So everybody listen for Gary episodes. <laughs>